The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the host. All of the topics discussed are researched by the host and can be found by anyone on the internet. I enjoy true crime and learning about the history behind these crimes. This podcast is made for enjoyment purposes and I do not claim to be a professional in the field. Murder A is a true crime podcast and some of the topics discussed may be offensive to some listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Murder A. I am your host, Elise Pearson. This is episode 6, and I have decided to do something a bit different this time. So far, all of the stories I've covered have been murders. This podcast is about true crime, and not every crime involves a murder, so I have recently been listening to some real 911 calls, and one of the calls I heard really, really stood out to me. The call was placed by a man named Randy Budd in Union County, Pennsylvania. I won't give too much detail up front, but this story is one that will definitely get you right in the feels. I'd also like to mention that during this episode, I'm going to be playing the actual 911 call that Randy Bud placed on the night of the accident, and there are parts of this call that people may find disturbing, so I just want to give a heads up so everybody knows that that, that is going to be played during this episode. On July 10th, 2014, Randy Budd called 911 in Union County, Pennsylvania. He reported that his daughter Kaylee was driving their Nissan Rogue on Interstate 80 while his wife Sharon was in the passenger seat and he was in the back. He reported that something had come through the windshield and hit his wife in the face. Sharon Budd was a 53-year-old school teacher at the time of the incident. The family was on their way to New York and had just received a text from her son who was in the military. It was a picture of him. This was the last thing Sharon saw before a rock smashed through the windshield, hitting her directly in the face. She suffered catastrophic injuries, including the blinding of one eye and she required emergency brain surgery. The amazing news is that she survived. Sharon's husband, Randy, testified that when the rock hit the car, it sounded like an explosion. Matthew Baker of Plainville, Massachusetts, who was driving a tractor-trailer truck, told police that a rock thrown from the overpass had hit his truck just before the rock struck the car that Bud was in. The rock that went through the windshield of Bud's car was four and a half pounds and eight inches wide. The following is the actual 911 call that was placed by Randy Budd after the rock came through their windshield. Oh my gosh, something right through the windshield. Hi, uh, we're, I'm on the highway, uh, Route 80. Something just came through my windshield and it hit my wife and I think it went right through her head. Oh my gosh. Can you please get, get, can you get an ambulance somewhere? Can you track this phone? Where on Interstate 80 are you? Oh, oh my God. What? Are you going east or westbound? Uh, we, we're going uh, uh, west. You're going westbound? I'm sorry, what are you driving, sir? Pardon? What are you driving? What, what, what'd you say, sir? What kind of vehicle are you driving? Oh, we, we are in a... a, a oh, uh, We're in a Rogue, a Nissan Rogue. Pulled off on the left-hand side. This... This is bad. Okay, what what is what color is your vehicle? Something came right through the windshield, sir. 
I understand. What what color is your vehicle? I, and you know what, sir? I, I cannot hear you. What color is your vehicle? It's black. Okay, do you have the four ways on? Uh, uh, hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on here. Uh, yes, I do now. Okay. There's a big, uh, there's a rock that came in. She is grasping for her life. Okay, what is your name, sir? My name's Randy Bud. The phone number you're Oh, my from. God. Her, half her brain's gone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is there anybody else in the car with you? Yes, uh, my daughter. My daughter was driving. We, all of a sudden, there's explosion. A rock went right through the windshield and hit, and hit her right in the head. Okay. How old's your wife, sir? Pardon, my, my wife. My wife is 53. 53. Okay. All right, sir. We're gonna send some help up there to you. Okay. In the meantime, okay. try not to move your wife. Don't don't touch anything. And we're gonna get some help for you. Yeah. Okay. We won't touch anything. Did uh? Don't, don't touch anything, mom. Uh. Did uh? So, so you you have us located? Yeah. I I know where you're at. Okay. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Sharon spent the next three months recovering at the Geisinger Medical Center Complex in Danville, Pennsylvania. Kiefer McGee, age 17, Tyler Porter, also age 17, and brothers Dylan and Brett Lahr, who were 17 and 18 at the time, were reportedly on a troublemaking spree late on July 10, 2014, when they began throwing rocks from an overpass at cars moving along I-80. McGee told police that the group had specifically planned to smash mailboxes with baseball bats and throw rocks at parked cars. They had stolen steaks from a grocery store, driven through a field of corn and damaged the crop, broken the windows of a house with a baseball bat, and stopped at a pig farm to pick up rocks to throw before proceeding to the highway overpass. Dylan Lahr was identified as the person who threw the rock and hit Bud's car. McGee was arraigned on charges of aggravated assault, criminal trespass, propulsion of missiles into an occupied vehicle on a roadway, agricultural vandalism, and recklessly endangering. On August 5th, 2014, all four were charged with aggravated assault, conspiracy, recklessly endangering, propelling missiles into vehicle, agricultural vandalism, and possession of instruments of crime. According to McGee, after hitting the car with the rock, the boys cheered. McGee told the court that we were all laughing, thinking it was funny. We laughed, tossed out rocks, and drove home. They drove to the Lars house where they began to watch a movie, but got back into the car and returned to the scene of the crime twice that night. On one of those trips, police took down the license plate number. Now, I just want to throw this out there. Everybody was a teenager at some point in their life, and I know that teenagers make bad decisions, but these guys weren't that young. They were 17 and 18 years old at the time of the crime, and I feel like at that age, you know what you're doing. Throwing rocks over an overpass 
into cars, not only cars that are just driving along, but they're on a highway. They're traveling at high rates of speed. So obviously something severe is going to happen if a rock is to hit the car. And for the kids to just completely ignore the fact that what they were doing is so criminally negligent is just incomprehensible. I can't believe that that they're just so stupid. And I'll mention it later on, but this isn't the only time it's ever happened. This actually still continues to happen now, and it's just so, so pathetic and awful. This poor family who was just driving down the highway, minding their own business, and now all of a sudden their lives are completely changed forever. So Brett Lahr was sentenced to prison for 18 months to 20 years. Tyler Porter, Dylan Lahr, and Kiefer McGee were sentenced to serve 22 months to 10 years, 54 months to 24 years, and 11 and a half months to 23 months, respectively. Brett Lahr was sentenced to an additional year in prison for violating his parole. But this story doesn't end here. On August 6, 2016, Randy Budd was found in his home with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. His death was investigated as a suicide. He was only 55 years old. He and his wife were the only ones in the house at the time, and Randy had texted family members telling them he loved them, and his brother was on his way to the home. He was his wife's caregiver after the accident two years prior. Because of the extent of her injury, she required 24-hour care. It is said that Randy couldn't handle the stress from having to care for his wife. He became known in central Pennsylvania because of the extended period of time he spent in the area while his wife was a patient and receiving treatment at the Geisinger Medical Center. He also attended fundraisers and Union County court hearings during the, pro during the prosecution of the four young men who were responsible for the rock throwing. After Randy's wife's injury, he became an advocate for overpass fences. With the help of a legislator, he got the Ohio Department of Transportation to adopt a policy that requires fencing on new overpasses and those that undergo major renovations. He was working with State General Gene Yaw to accomplish the same thing in Pennsylvania. Randy was married to Sharon for 33 years and they had four children together. Lucas, James, Joe, and Kaylee, who was driving the vehicle the night of the accident. Which is so, so upsetting, because even though they're not children anymore, they're all adults, but these four people, even though their mom survived, they literally lost both their parents in the span of two years because of some idiot kids who decided that throwing rocks over an overpass was a fun thing to do. Their mom now requires 24-hour care, and she will likely be like that for the rest of her life. That's awful for anybody to have to go through, but now their children are the ones who are probably going to have to take care of her because they no longer have their father. Their father obviously couldn't handle the, um, the stress and the, the burden that he felt from having to care for his wife for so long after her injuries. It's really, really sad, and when I did hear the story, it was sad right away, but then when I found out what happened to Randy two years later, it really, really 
struck me. It was so awful to hear that he just couldn't bear it anymore and figured that the only way that he can help himself was to end his life. It just breaks my heart. And I know I mentioned earlier that this still happens today and there was actually an incident in Texas in March of this year where there was I don't know if they actually found the people who who did it but somebody was also throwing rocks over an overpass and it actually hit a car that had a family in it uh, Christopher Flores and his wife Kyla Ruby Flores were in the car and their three children ages six and up were in the car with them the rock went through the windshield and Kyla, who was in the passenger seat, was struck with the rock and died. So this still happens and there are serious outcomes to this. And it is so avoidable and I just can't believe that people are still so stupid. I mean, you hear about these stories all the time. People are stupid. You can't fix it. But I just don't understand where in their heads they think that it's smart or fun in any way to do something that could potentially harm someone significantly or kill them. In Kyla's case, it's awful. Those three young kids now don't have a mom and that man doesn't have his wife. And Kyla was somebody's child too, so those people no longer have their child. It's just awful. These incidents are so avoidable and I could go on forever, but I won't. So that is the story of Randy and Sharon Bud from 2014. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a little bit different, but this, like I said before, this podcast is a true crime podcast, so I will be doing episodes that aren't specifically about murder. I want to do episodes that are a little bit different based on true crime, and also something like this I feel is important to share. It did get a lot of media attention back when it happened, but because it happened in the US, I never heard about it, and I feel like it didn't get as much media attention as it should have. I feel like this should have been national news. I feel like it was so serious and significant that it should have been all over everybody's media. And now that we have social media, it should have been all over that too. And I'm not saying that it wasn't, maybe I missed it, maybe I didn't see it, but when things happen in specific locations, chances are they're not going to get out to people in other countries as much as we might think they should. So, again, that is the story. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you once again for listening. I do have an Instagram. It is Murder A Podcast, where I will post pictures from this episode, and I also have a Facebook page which is called Murder A, and the pictures also link to that Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, you can find my website, and I've also created a Twitter account, which, once again, is called Murder A, where I will update with new episodes and links to the episodes. I did change my site in which I host my episodes. I've switched to Anchor, 
and I'm really liking it. I really like the way that I'm able to edit and it allows me to upload more content each month. So I'm really liking it. I hope that it's still accessible for people to listen to. It's not the same as the one I was using before, obviously, but it's still also available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. So credit once again for the music behind my podcast goes to Kevin McLeod from freepd.com. And also, the information provided during this episode was found on Wikipedia, penlive.com, documentingreality.com, news5cleveland.com, and fox8.com. All information was collected and researched by myself. Thank you, and goodbye.